Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. The opening practice running for the Eiffel Grand Prix did not take place today at the Nürburgring due to poor weather, but nevertheless we've produced our latest bite-sized podcast. Now, as I work on an analysis feature based on absolutely no running for autosport.com+, don't worry, I've got a plan after digging into the FIA's contingency plans for the rest of the event. I'm going to hand over to my colleagues, Autosport's technical editor Jake Boxall-Legg and Jonathan Noble, F1 editor at motorsport.com, who will guide you through all the big talking points, what few there were, from the day's action or non-action in Germany. Over to you, Jake and John. Thank you very much, Alex. And yes, Formula One has returned to the Nürburgring for the first time since 2013. And we knew the weather would be cold and probably a little bit wet, but the enveloping fog proved to be too much of a stumbling block for both free practice sessions. And the medical helicopter was unable to get a clear route to the nearest hospital in Koblenz, owing to that fog. And so the first practice session was called off an hour off on the clock. Then later in the afternoon, uh, that same fate became of FP2, which also fell by the wayside for the same reason. Now, today in this podcast, I'm joined by motorsport.com F1 editor John Noble to talk about a somewhat uneventful Friday. John, what do you make of it all? Uh, the rain and the fog, It's it's been a disaster today, hasn't it? Well, we knew going to the Nürburgring, it was going to be a, a difficult challenge in terms of the weather. Um, you can go from a beautiful, sunny, autumnal afternoon that would be glorious and everyone would be happy to go out in, or you could have snow and the whole thing completely cancelled. So I think we, we fell towards the, the lower end of that today with the, with the fog and the rain. Um, I think the good news is the forecast isn't as bad as tomorrow because um, the main problem today was, was the fog and the visibility higher up. It was very low cloud, very foggy. So it wasn't that the track was too dangerous. It was that they couldn't get the, the medical helicopter 
up, especially towards Koblenz. So that problem should go away tomorrow. So fingers crossed we're back in action. Excellent. Now, there were shades of last year's Japanese Grand Prix where Typhoon Hagibis wiped out Saturday's running and that forced qualifying to be run on Sunday. Uh, the early forecast, as you said, John, suggests that it's not going to be as bad as that. But we, we should get running tomorrow, shouldn't we? Uh, yeah, pretty much so. I'd be, I think I'd be surprised if there's no running tomorrow. Um, but obviously, it's the time of the year and location, um, you know, banging that, that centre of... Um, kind of the the mountains and the hills and the forests um it can be pretty unpredictable um but i think the fi be working tonight on some contingency plans whether there's anything they can do to um find a hospital close to the track with the right facilities and change facilities and clearer routes the ambulance can get there um i understand it's 20 minutes it needs to get from track to hospital so i think they've done that in the past where they've they've changed the route or changed the the designated hospital that's one possibility um, or we, we roll qualifying over to Sunday morning, which is never a, never a boring thing for us. <laughs> exactly. Well, Japan was was quite exciting last year in that regard. Um, but it's, you know, it's FP1 and FP2. I guess it's ended up in many ways a trial run for, for Imola, where it's going to be just the single practice session. But that's a little bit of disappointment for both Mick Schumacher and Callum Eilert, who were supposed to be uh, participating in their first F1 practice sessions for Alfa Romeo and for Haas, respectively. Uh, John, disappointing for for them, isn't it? They might get a run out later in the year, but, you know, to to come all of this way and be be let down at the last minute. Oh, it must be hugely frustrating and disappointing. Um, I know Mick Schumacher was putting a a brave face on it, saying he had been helpful in terms of the build-up to the weekend and understanding the programme and learning with the team. But you can't um, you can't not feel sad and disappointed and frustrated that you have this build-up, you have your test, you have the you know the run into the weekend, you you have your media appointments and interviews and excitement, and that they're woken up this morning with a spring in their step, and then all to be taken away like that. I think very, very disappointing. And I think they will get their time, but it, it's um it's not going to be as special as you know having this this first time first time build up, especially for both of them. I think. Uh, and Mitsuya Bonotto did say that you know Abu Dhabi is probably the best they can hope for, which makes things a little bit complicated because Robert Schwartzman is is penciled in for a, an FP1 session at uh, Abu Dhabi as well. But John, um, you know, we, we've seen both of them doing very very well in f2 uh you know mick schumacher seems like a, if you'll pardon a pun uh a shoe in for a seat next year um it's not like you to do a pun <laughs> exactly <laughs> not uh i don't know where this has come from um but callum Eilot, um gunsteiner said that he wasn't explicitly on the short list and he's sort of been robbed of that chance to perhaps impress the team um is that is that damaging for him as well? Did it probably mean a little bit more for him than it did for, for Schumacher, maybe? I think it slightly complicates the, the scenario for both of them, really. I think I think the um obviously Ferrari deciding which of their juniors they step up to, to Formula One next year. I think head of that list at the moment is Mick. Um he's favourite for Alfa Romeo, um, likely to be slotted in, you know, alongside Kimi Raikkonen. Um but I think they wanted to just that that final guarantee of um, you know, we've seen it endless times in the past in history where drivers can be very good in junior categories um, and you can have repeat seasons in series and win the championship and be strong. But, you know, something just doesn't click in Formula One. So you just want that final that final tick box to know that your first outing in a Formula One car, you know, they're, they're able to do it, able to be controlled, 
can perform, can deliver the the feedback. And I think what they also quite like seeing sometimes is that the driver goes out and does the job, you know, does talks about the setup, talks about the program, talks about what the car's doing and isn't just going out there to chase lap times and try and be a, a Friday morning hero to get some headlines. So it's about control as well from a, from a young driver. So I think Fry would have liked to have seen the potential of both Callum and Mick um, today because I think they've got to make a decision on what they're doing quite soon. So now may well just force Ferrari to to make that call without having seen any of the, those juniors in a in a current Formula One car. And uh, as as far as their their F two rival Yuki Tsunoda goes, uh, it emerged today that AlphaTauri wasn't too concerned about Honda's withdrawal on his front, even though that he is a, a sort of part Red Bull, part Honda junior. Um, he's still going to get the the chance at the end of the season in the Abu Dhabi postseason test, uh, as long as that, that all goes ahead. Um, but there is more discussion about that ongoing Red Bull power unit saga in the wake of uh, Honda's planned withdrawal. Uh, Mercedes has officially ruled itself out. That, that was never looking like a possibility anyway, given they supply three other teams as well as the works team. Um, Renault says that it would be happy to offer, offer a supply, even though that, you know, it'd be obliged to anyway. Um, but John, sort of over the past couple of days, it, it still looks like there's not a lot of options for Red Bull, but what, what does it have available to it? Uh, yeah, I think that there are basically now three options for for Red Bull. I think we can cross off Mercedes. I think Toto was emphatic today. There's no interest from Mercedes to do it, um, despite it's being the best engine in F1. I think Red Bull have got zero hope of getting a deal off them, so I think they can forget that one. I think you can forget about any talk about a new manufacturer like Porsche um, or Toyota or um, Audi coming into Formula One because these 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 hybrid engines are too complicated, too expensive for anyone to want to enter before we get the next iteration of regs, which may be 2026 or may be brought forward, depending how the teams go. So the options for Honda, there are three options for Honda now. One, Ferrari. Um, Mattia Bonotto said today that no, they hadn't considered it, but now would be the time to consider it. Because um, I understand there is some potential of some shuffling, whether it's Haas or whether it's Alpha. Renault's on the look for some a, a partner team to help it move forwards. So could we see, you know, Alpha, that future th- partnership kind of change and Sauber goes to Renault in the future? Um, that's not impossible. Could Haas go the Renault route potentially? So we could see some shuffling there, which would, would free up um, some Ferrari engine supplies. Um, the only complication is that Red Bull were clear today that both Alpha Tori and Red Bull will run the same engine. They don't want to split them. They don't want one to go with Renault or one to go with Ferrari because it would complicate their designs, the gearbox sharing, the suspension sharing. So they're going down that route. Uh, that second option is obviously Renault. Um, Renault is only supplying its works team from 2022. So under the regulations, it would have to supply Red Bull if, if asked. Obviously, there's a bit of history there, but that history is not um, insurmountable. Um, they can could rebadge the engine like they did last time when it was called Tag Heuer. Um, and Christian gave some quite complimentary messages earlier on this week about the new new management at Renault with Luca De Meo, CEO, coming in. This new vision, this vision of Al- Alpine or Alpine, depending on if you're kind of English or continental. Luca De Meo said he's undecided yet about which one it should be. Um, <laughs> so that's the other option. And the final option is that you know Honda's open-minded about the possibility of releasing the 2021 Honda engine, um, releasing the IP and allowing Red Bull to take it on. Um, so Red Bull could develop it itself or bring in a outside partner, you know, maybe someone like Cosworth. 
um, to develop it. But I think the problem with that is it would be so expensive. Um, there's an awful lot of investment and money needed there, which would probably make little sense to Red Bull to, to go down that route for little benefit. So I think in the end, um, I think you've still got to put Renault as the favourite um, for where Red Bull go. Certainly. Well, if Red Bull decides to go down, you know, the trying to get the IP from Honda route, I mean, there is a certain Mr. A cowl floating about on the free agent market at the moment. So, I mean, stranger things have happened, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think in Formula One, never never say never to anything, basically. Um, I think Andy, he was asked, and I think Red, Christian Horner was asked there about Andy Cowell and could he be a possibility? And Christian was clear that it appears Andy's set for Mercedes. I think ultimately the truth probably is that Andy hasn't decided what he wants to do yet. He wanted to change. He's still doing some work for Mercedes. He'll still have a period of gardening leave. But I think when he's contractually free, I can uh, see uh, quite a few letters coming kind of into his letterbox with some nice job offers and probably some quite nice um, figures at the bottom of that as well. Yeah, he's certainly got uh, certainly have a lot to choose from. Um, but just going back to this weekend, uh, it, again, it's a little bit hard in this podcast to talk about what we expect from the weekend, given that there's been absolutely no running whatsoever. And so we have no idea of the form book. But what we do know is that it's going to be rather cold. Uh, it's going to be the coldest race that we'll have run in Formula One for some time. Uh, we've talked about this quite a lot in the lead up to the weekend. So, um, John, what have been the noises from some of the drivers and how do you expect them to kind of cope with these temperatures? Yeah, I think the key element tomorrow morning, if we get FP3, is going to be understanding the tyres and managing them because we've gone from a scenario where normally teams are struggling for the tyres not to overheat. This has been the, the key issue. Um, so you go out on your outlaps and you control the pace and manage the pace to try to bring the pressures down, um, bring the temperatures into the right window. Whereas here, I think it's going to be a fine balancing act between trying to get some heat into the tyres, but also not pushing them hard early on and cause them to grain, because then you'll you'll lose grip. So I think it's going to be a, a weekend, a lot of discussions about graining, especially in the race, um, a lot of discussions about you know how to manage them, how to, how to attack those laps. So I think it's quite fascinating. They've got one hour tomorrow to kind of get a grip and work out the best way forward because it's the one area where um, team simulators aren't that advanced in terms of fully understanding how you can and can't manage tires and the interface between the type of asphalt and the air temperature and the track temperature and where things are standing so I think that's going to be a, a fascinating aspect tomorrow morning certainly will be and hopefully we do get running uh tomorrow and or throughout the rest of the weekend as well and hopefully we'll be treated for an eyeful of action at the eiffel grand prix and uh, on that note it's probably best to hand over back to alex well thanks to john and jbl for their thoughts and thanks to everybody listening now just before we go we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of autosport magazine came out yesterday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in news agents as well as on the doormats of subscribers there'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every thursday packed full of news analysis and the usual stunning photography and of course if you want unlimited access to autosport from the comfort of your home visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package we'll be back soon with another episode of the autosport podcast With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text CLAY to 203203. Text CLAY to 203203 or go to bosley.com. That's bosley.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.